how do black men receive you? Yeah, it's one of them. Someone made this comment. This one black guy said, "Let me hear it." I could tell that you only date white, white guys. Yeah. yeah, and so I said, "Well, if that was the case, I wouldn't be single. I'm always around them. Mm-hmm. Why am I single? Mm-hmm. You know, no, it's not the case at all. Like I date." Anybody, yeah, honestly, like I'm open. Yeah, I, I, I'm a big advocate for dating outside of your race. Right, but I didn't say date a bunch of white people. No, mm-hmm. that's a culture that we all know. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about dating outside of your culture, mm-hmm. like Hispanic, Latino, like mm-hmm. um, Chinese, like Japanese, like you know, Laos, like Hawaiian. Like mm-hmm. I advocate people to date outside their race because it's a whole. Different experience. Mm. We live in a bubble. We live in a bubble. And it's so good to date outside of your race. Yeah. Just to experience that lifestyle. I'm not dating. I'm not talking about dating someone just because of their skin color right. or because they have a different accent. No, I'm talking about mindset-wise. Like, they have a whole different lifestyle, a whole mm. different way of living and yeah. culture. And it's so cool to experience that. So what's up? This is the Chop by T podcast where you, where we give real, raw, authentic conversations. I'm your host T, and to the right of me, I got a special guest. Um, we went through a lot to get you on here, but we're here now. Uh, you don't know we went through a lot, but <laughs> I've been going through a lot today to get you on here and uh, get everything squared away so we can have a great episode. We got Nita. What's good? Hey. How you feeling? How you feeling? Feeling great. Um, I meant for you to give us some some hand claps, new, but it's all good, you know. We'll give it. No, nah, you don't have to give it to her, brother. We got, <laughs> we got new in the back recording too. He uh got some raw hand claps. Yeah, yeah. We'll just give you some just some regular old hand claps. We don't have to add it in. But um, I want to jump right into it. How are you? I am great, great. I'm great because I am here today on the show. I feel so honored to be a part of this. This is actually my first podcast, so gamed, gamed. And I must say, you are a lot, you are way more comfortable than people that normally come on the show. Because when they see all the lights and the camera and all that, they get all nervous and like and they shit. But you're good, though. Confidence. All right, confidence. What, what, like, what gave you that confidence, though, behind the camera and stuff like that? Do you have a history of being behind the camera? <laughs> no. No? All? It's all about perception. Like, you know how you normally talk to yourself or to people it's no different. No different from when you're watching any of the live interviews or uh, Jimmy Kimmel and all that stuff. And it's that's it's just confidence, just having a normal conversation with someone and pretending like the cameras aren't there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I know it's a lot. It's awkward for a lot of people because, yeah. um, like, it's the fear of saying something wrong. Yeah, that <laughs> I, you know, I don't care. Like, <laughs> I, I just live in a space where I just I no longer care. I said I wanted to give real, raw, authentic conversations on here, and that's what I'm going to do, like, always and forever, as long as the camera's in front of me. And I may say something that's offensive, but I encourage people to Well, you were sad, so <laughs> y'all y'all do that. Yeah, and also I just encourage people to educate me whenever yeah, I say something yeah. wrong, you know. I'm not in this for – I mean, we can debate, but just educate me. And I'm, I'm never – I'm like water. I'm actually like fire. 
Don't I'm so curious to know your rising and your moon sign. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm actually, I, I don't know my rising. I think my moon sign is uh, Aquarius. Makes like, sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's an air sign flow. Yeah, I'm more like that. I just, I just, whatever situation I'm in, I can cope or or just be a part of that situation. Not as like fake or fraud or anything. Yeah. It's just like, I, you know, adapt to my situations, I guess. I, I'm curious to know if you got Gemini in you because Geminis are known for adapting and they're great at communication, mm-hmm. you know, and you might have a bit of both of that yin and yang because Sag and Gems are opposites and you can have that compatibility. Mm-hmm. The fact that you're able to adapt too, and I love the drive, by the way. I give you props for that. Yeah, the drive. Look. Yeah, the fact that you had so much going on, but you still kept the show going. You could have been like, sorry, we're going to have to reschedule. <laughs> yeah, that's not. I admire that. Yeah. That's not my mentality. Like, you know, I was in the military nine years, too. Mm. So I think that got a big part of it. Like, And I do. I want to. I, I always want to quit. I, I got so many things going on in my life at this moment. And I think we all do, you know. But it's the fact that you just don't show it. Yeah. I think that's what makes you a true, you know, human being person, a genuine person. If that, you don't let the baggage take over you as a person. Yeah. You just keep the ball rolling and, you know, deal with it. I always tell Roscoe, and Roscoe, my co-host, he's not here. Uh, if y'all wondering why Roscoe not here, it's because he a fuck nigga. <laughs> now it's actually because... Just throw he, him under the bus. <laughs> it's actually because he uh, had to get a COVID test. Um, he didn't know if he had COVID or not, so he had to make sure he got a test and everything. So that's why he's not here right now. But I tell him all the time, and, you know, in conversation when we talk and everything, I, I was just like, dude, like nothing can stop me at this point. Like, I won't allow anything to dictate, you know, what I want to do. And it's just been like that since a kid. I think my mother told me, well, no, nah, I think my mother told me not too long ago, she said that, um, you know, once you got your mindset on something, it's like, no, stop me. I know everybody say that, but that's, oh, that's really good, though. Yeah, it's a good energy drive that you need to have anyways to to stick out, to be that person. Like I told myself, look, I got my college degree. I need to do something with it. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to go back to serving. No offense. <laughs> I spent my serving days in college and now I'm like, you know what? I have this degree now. I have no excuse. Mm-hmm. I need to be putting out those applications. Like I need to have an actual job like that will support me or something I'm passionate about or levels me up as an individual, you know, right. either, mm-hmm. or I'm not going to stay somewhere where it's not making me grow as a person. Yeah. So well, let's yeah. talk about that. You went to MTSU. I did. I went to MTC, got my music business degree, and my minor in marketing. Mm-hmm. And glad that I graduated. Dope. Dope. <laughs> yeah. And um, so you, we talked about it off camera. You ended up uh, not really, you know, liking the thing that you were doing for, you know, your reasons or whatever. And you can talk about your reasons if you want to. Yeah, yeah. But what do you do now? So, yeah, I went to school for music business, got my minor in marketing. Mm-hmm. My original goal was to work in the music industry mm-hmm. and work my way up. You know, to work with A-listers and be known in that area. I love the pop culture. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that uh, in front of the camera you see one thing, but behind the scenes is what intrigues me. Right. You know, that goes for anyone that's in the pop culture industry. Mm-hmm. And I just want to be involved in that. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I knew I had this mindset that I wanted to make a change. Right. I always want to make a long-term change in the industry. Mm-hmm. No different from someone who created Spotify. Mm-hmm. No different from someone who created 
uh, or enhance something in the concert realm, right. you know, because it's a whole world behind that whole scene. Absolutely. Like people just think concert, ooh, artists and the musicians, but it's so much more to it. It's like mm. the tech people, the lighting, the staff and crew, the people who put the foods on the table yeah. for behind the scenes, the green room and all that. So there's so much that goes to it. And I just am so fascinated by it. And I just want to make a difference in whatever aspect. And that was my dream goal. And I figured, well, maybe if I get a job at WME, which is William Morris Endeavor, it's a talent agency here in Nashville, one of the biggest. And then there's CAA, which is Creative Artist Agency. And that's one of the biggest. And I wanted to at least get a job in there. The second I graduated, COVID hit. And I was like, well, I'm not going to get a job in that field. And most people probably might be like, well, I guess I should just go home. And home is Ohio for me. And I'm not going home. No offense. And uh, it could have been that or it could have been get a job in the serving industry or get a job in the government field. And I just, no, it was a no for me. I was like, I need need to do something that will help me grow as a person. So thank God I got a job in, uh, got my minor in marketing because marketing is what really helps. I got a marketing job at a third-party industry that's involved with AT&T services. Gotcha. So I at least did that for a while. I lasted a month. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, um, I never quit a job until I have a job, but that actually pushed me into doing my own thing because basically I was selling product door-to-door for the fiber thing that was popular for AT&T services, and doing door-to-door sells sucks sometimes yeah. because it's kind of dangerous. Yeah, I got to chase my dogs. <laughs> I was like, you know what? <laughs> and and the hours kind of sucked because it was basically a 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. And there was no room to be creative. There was no room to thrive and do something more for myself because right. I'm a cancer sign. And if you're all cancers know, if we're not doing anything creative, we'll die. Yeah, absolutely. Like I have to do music or I have to do something drawing, picture, something artsy. That's the weirdness in me. And so... I had to leave that job the moment they basically told me, like, oh, you're not going to, you know, be promoted in this field for a month because of your attitude. My attitude was I was very nice to my clients. We're supposed to sell to our clients the day of, like, get them to buy the product the day of. That's the Mm -hmm. whole purpose of the business is impulsive selling. And I don't agree with that because if, if someone's coming to my door, I'm not going to want to do or I'm not going to want to buy anything right off the bat. That's impulsive like I need to think about it I need to see if this actually works for me before I put my money into something Mm -hmm. you know and so I give my clients three days to think about it that was my mindset how about I treat them the way I would want to be treated yeah and so the moment they told me they weren't promoting me because they were afraid it's gonna hurt their sales I was like you know what I'm done (laughs) I I resigned I'm gonna figure it out I'm gonna take the risk and open up that door I don't know what's behind that door Mm -hmm. you know and just manifest and make sure I'm driven and so basically I just decided to apply to a bunch of places heard nothing back and I was like you know what this two-year hobby I was doing taking photos on my phone I'm gonna just turn into a business you know Okay, so iPhone photography. Yes. iPhone photography. I'm kind of hoping that I'm able to, like, send you some of my photos and you can just, like, put it, edit, and, like, put it on the side or something of my work. We we definitely got that. (laughs) Yeah, no, we got that. I got a... Yeah. I already got a couple of them. Uh, you DM'd them to me and everything, so we uh, we got those photos for sure. Um, yeah. And we'll add them in. You know, we'll add that and your social media and Demo will do that yeah. uh, through the editing and all of that. Because so, most yeah. most of the time when I tell people I do iPhone photography, they're just like, huh? Yeah, they, <laughs> they literally understand. picture like the worst case scenario of photography. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I understand, I get it, because you know sometimes that is what it looks like. But my skill set is Lightroom. I edit everything in Lightroom. There's no secret. Mm-hmm. I take photos on my phone. I don't touch the f-stop. I don't touch the 
you know, the aperture, because mm. that's the norm for when you take photos on an actual camera. But no, I think the iPhone does a really great job on automatic mode, and I just shoot from there, and then uh, I edit everything on my Lightroom. I think that's where my skill set is, is the eye, and then editing. Mm. So, mm. and it pays off. I do so much when it comes to, like, the different different stuff that you could do for photography. There's vintage photography, there's car photography, there's wedding photography, there's uh, lifestyle photography, fashion photography, artist photography, musician photography, and they all have different aspects because they have a different purpose when it comes to editing. Mm-hmm. I do cinematic photography. Absolutely. And that's all Polaroid photography. Like, some people are thrown off by you can actually take Polaroids on your iPhone, and I advocate for that, you know? And so that's exactly why I tell people I'm an iPhone photographer because most photographers shoot on their camera. Mm. But if I say iPhone photographer, it gives people the ability to think that, oh, I can do this too, mm. you know? And a lot of people do tell me, Nita, why don't you tell people your secret? Like, you, you don't want anyone else to steal your idea. And I'm like, what idea? It's no different from a guitarist. Like, yeah. there's we remember the great guitar players, Eddie Van Halen, Jimi Hendrix, mm. but, you know, we're not going to forget them because they're really great at what they do. They're right. skillful at what they do. Meanwhile, everybody and their mama can take guitar lessons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one's I mean, gonna steal that from them. <laughs> even this, like you know, you can get a podcast. Every a lot of people got a podcast. Yes, got to be able to bring that energy to it. Yes, to, yes. Your style is your style. So now I definitely, um, like I said, we talked about camera, and we, you know, we talked about how your approach is to the business and everything. You said that you took the approach of. Um, the way uh, Netflix originally did, you start off with like low cost options and draw people in, and as you go and as you go, um, create a loyalty fan base. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the marketing side, mm-hmm. the music business side. Like, I incorporate what my major was. My music, my my major was in music business, and so I use my music business mindset of what is something that is messed up, wrong, or bad that can be fixed. Right. If you can fix it, then there's a profit somewhere. Mm-hmm. There's something you can sell there. And so I use that technique, which is everyone needs high-quality photos for their Instagram, for their business, for their small business, for their brand, mm-hmm. you know? And so high-quality photos are expensive, yeah. like the really good ones. And so knowing that my quality is really high-quality and really good, I made it cheap. Mm. And the marketing side is I made my prices reasonable and quick, and I made sure that message was out there. Mm. So not only that you get cool photos at reasonable prices, but you get those photos in one, two, three days, yeah. rather than waiting a week or two weeks or a month. Yeah. And you know something, I'm I'm actually uh, invested heavily in the market. So you know most of my friends are. We all kind of like in the stock market. And one thing that I look for when I'm looking for companies to invest in is disruptive companies. And I think that's something that you just. With your idea and your mm-hmm. approach to this whole thing, that's something mm-hmm. that you you currently do. So is, you know, you take something, I'll say, hypothetically speaking, Tesla. Tesla is very yeah. disruptive to the car industry. Yeah. So the way that you approach this is yeah. is like, I'm going to provide these photos. They'll be at an affordable cost. They'll be high quality. I want to come in and disrupt this market because it's it's something that goes with photography. Uh, that like a prestige or something like that that people consider with photography. So you gotta have the nicest camera. You gotta have right. So So many people say that I spend ten grand on different lenses to create the same look that you're doing, but you just do your iPhone and you're just worried about your cell phone plan. I'm like exactly right. Right. (laughs) It's true. Like that's exactly why I'm making sure that everyone knows that I'm an iPhone photographer because 
it's expensive in the mm. photography world, you mm. know, and they feel like you need this expensive stuff to create that uh, that great look, mm. which is obviously not the case. And yeah. so that's why I'm trying to enlighten others rather than being, oh, I'm an iPhone photographer. I'm cool. That's it. No, like I do this and I do all these different types of editing styles because most camera photographers actually need a specific lens to do weddings, mm. to do car, to do lifestyle, to do landscape you need specific lenses for them mm -hmm. but i do all that with my iphone you don't. yeah so to all the photographers watching this step yeah. your game up yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly and eventually at some point i'm gonna have to like train people because a lot of people do hit me up for that service and i would be stupid to not take that advantage mm -hmm. um but yeah and you can you can learn on youtube like it's a thing like mm -hmm. I actually went to L.A. for five days just two weeks ago and spoke with Apple. I had a meeting with um, some people that are underneath them. Mm -hmm. And so they got my contact information and sent it to Apple. And um, I have an artist profile underneath, which is great because the, that's the only way that they can recognize you mm -hmm. for your work is if you have an artist profile underneath them. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Let's go. Ahead. I wish you can. We got new over here working the switchboard. He don't know the hand clap. We're just going to give you a hand clap by ourselves. That's, that's Nothing all right, better bro. than the raw sound. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to give you a hand clap by ourselves. It don't, it don't matter. So you said you were from Ohio. What part of Ohio? I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati. Yeah. Oh, Cincinnati. When I was driving trucks, I used to travel through Cincinnati a lot. Um, not stopping at anything. Just yeah. Straight through. Going. This is just a, yeah. All right. So. Uh, it's something about uh, people from Ohio, specifically black people from Ohio, mm. right? Um, just Ohio in general. And, I don't, and let me know again if, if this is safe to say. I think when I think of Ohio a lot of the time, especially black people, I think of the Trippy Reds. I think of all these types. They have like this rock star thing about them, and they're appreciative of the rock star element. Mm. And that's what you have about yourself. <laughs> is that a false? Is that false? Uh, a lot of kids. I knew a girl from, I'm sorry. I'm, no, you're uh, good. You're good. I knew a girl from Ohio once that um, I still know her. Yeah. She uh, was big in the light rock and roll or the rock star look and everything like that, the darker colors and stuff like that. And that's yeah. something that you have about yourself. Dude, I think that's alt rock black people. There's this, I thank God for TikTok because TikTok has exploded a lot of like different types of people mm -hmm. out here in this world. The underground people that you'll never see mm -hmm. on like daytime TV shows or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, honestly, my whole vibe just came from uh, just being by myself here independently in Nashville. All my family's in Ohio. Mm -hmm. And I've been living in Tennessee for seven years okay. by myself, like, independently. I don't have family out here at all. And I think it just grew with amongst that. And, I mean, when I was younger, I was still kind of, like, living in Ohio, I was still kind of the outcast. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. I was mm -hmm. the outcast. I can see that. That's good, yeah. though. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. And only because, like, I don't know, I'm an open-minded person. That's also the cancer me. I've met a lot of cancer people and they're kind of the same they're yeah. known as the hippies or whatever or, you know out of the box but yeah i like own it you know and i'm okay, cool right. with it and i am able and honestly i feel like my style because i get told a lot that uh, uh your style kind of reminds me of like oh my gosh tina turner or like some people like fran jet fran from that show the nanny if you've ever seen that or heard of it, the I nanny. The nanny, I just don't remember Fran. Fran, she had like she had the nasally voice. That's what she was known for. Oh, okay. And okay, the okay. big hair. I got you. I got you. And so a lot of people tell me you look like you got the '80s hair. Like it looks so cool and all that. And so I stand out.
But here's the trick. It's all business and marketing. Mm. I go to these rock shows all the time. My times out of time, I'm the only black chick there, right. which right. is great. Mm. But I have a business, mm. and so I stand out. So when they see me and they know me, they're like, oh, that's Nita. Mm. Easy to remember. Mm. No offense. They're not going to remember a Chelsea or a Madeline or, you know. So I stand out, and I want to make sure I stand out. And so that also draws attraction to me because they come up to me, and they're like, hey, who are you? What are you about? They kind of want to get to know me. And so that's kind of like the style marketing niche that I do to look approachable and liking. And also I try to stick up for the black chicks too. Like you can have cool tattoos, you know, and have a business of your own and be respected because, well, now people don't care. But back in the day, if you wear tattoos, you're like, yeah, yeah. We got a lot of them. We full of them. (laughs) You understand. (laughs) So I try to make it look cool. You can be like like that professional and um, have this prettiness to you, you Mm -hmm. know, this vibe Mm -hmm. in in a business manner. Mm -hmm. You know, so I try to stick up for that, too. Like, and I wear hair extensions. I don't care. They're clip-ons. I'm too lazy for weave. No offense. So this is half of my hair. Like, my actual hair goes to my shoulders. Mm -hmm. So, but, yeah, like, I do this all the time. And I I just gravitate everything that I've learned and experienced. And I kind of put together. And I just find myself, like, this is who I am. This Mm -hmm. is the person that I've become. And no biasness for my family. No Mm -hmm. biasness for friends. Like, this is just straight up who I am as an individual. And I keep styling myself every time. Like, Mm -hmm. you know. So you were like this before you came to Tennessee, right? I was, but I wasn't able to express, express that. Yeah. I got you. I got and then you. I yeah. was able to express it when I was became more on my own. Absolutely. Thank God for college. <laughs> so, no, nah, same here. Same it here. Forced so, me away from fam. Uh, so the fam, the family back home. What are? How are they? What are they like? You know, well, niggas. Well, I mean, my mom's a little different. She's more reserved, Mm. and she does not like to cuss in front of us. Mm. She's uh, more of the prep mom, like preppy kind, but not really. Mm. Like, she has her side. She's a Scorpio, so she's very reserved. Like, Mm. um, But she's more of class, you know, because, you know, she wants to make sure we grow up with that mentality of being able to turn it on and turn it off. You ever heard of that expression? Uh, you know, like when you ter- talk to certain people, you talk to them in a certain way, and then you, mm-hmm. it's like that telephone, like, voice, like, this is my telephone voice. Uh, and then you have your friends back at home where you, like, you talk different, but you still speak English, you know? It's yeah. just, it's just sound different, you know? Hey, what they call it, cold switching? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's me. So I was, that's my mom. Like, she taught us that to, mm. to be, to kind of be that way. And on top of that, I grew up in daycare full of white kids. Yeah. And then I grew up in daycare full of black kids. Mm. So it's like, I was able to accommodate both mm. and learn how to be both. And honestly, that's why I respect Gemini so much because they have that capability of adapting. Acting. You could throw a white person in the hood. If he's a Gemini, he will he will adapt. Yeah. <laughs> he has no problem of adapting. And it's because of the communication game. Yeah. We're, we're really good at observing people and learning from them. I have Gemini in my sign. That's why I keep bringing up Gemini's. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I love astrology because I use that like a map. I'm telling you, learn astrology, guys, because you can go to a corporate world. If you happen to know their sign, you have the benefit of mm. communicating with them. I can if, believe it. It's true. If I'm dealing with a Sag, thank God all my best friends are Sages because I know how to talk to them. I know what floats or, you know, that makes them, you know, feathered up or whatever. Mm. It's the same thing with Aries. If an Aries pissed me off, I'm not going to take it personally because I know how they are. I know. That's another thing. Perspective and not taking things personally will get you a long way in the business game. It will. 
it will get you a long way. Because the second you become emotional or take everything personally, you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. And then, honestly, people in that business mindset, they see that. Wow. They're very observant. They notice that, and they're like, okay, we found her weakness. Mm-hmm. Let's let her burn. <laughs> so what about what about your pops, man? <laughs> My dad is uh, he's a Gemini, too, and I kind of learned a lot from that, too. Uh, he kind of has this personality that's a bit on the narcissist side. Yeah. But I learned from that because a lot of people kind of stay away from narcissist people, but I'm different. I like to be around them a little bit, not enough to let them get to me, but enough to learn how to deal with them. Because just because they're narcissists doesn't mean they're not helpful. Right. You know, some people that come into your life, they can be transactional. Yeah. And some can be long term, uh. you know, and you have to figure out who is transactional and who is long term in your life. Who's going to be benefit- beneficial for you for a short period? and Who's going to be beneficial for you in a long term period? Yeah. It's branches, leaves and roots. Yes. It's business, mm-hmm. honestly, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I get because I get called a narcissist a lot. <laughs> what makes a narcissist though? I, I really I'm wondering. Yeah. Because I think the people who call me narcissist, it's they're not valid, and I'm. Gonna tell you. <laughs> they're <laughs> I'm not gonna valid. Tell you. Like, <laughs> like their opinion is not valid because it's rooted in hurt. You know. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, if you call, it's not anyone I've met just in conversation with speaking with that called me a narcissist. Most of the time, mm. it's people that I've hurt or done something to, and it's not. It's, I wasn't a narcissist. I was just in a bad place at the time, maybe. Or maybe I was just being a bad place. It's your actions that make you a narcissist. Okay, so explain to me. Um, have you ever dated a narcissist? Oh, yeah. And I've, dealt, and I've dealt with different people that are. Narcissist people, they have this tendency to only kind of care about their wants and their needs and how this person is going to be beneficial. Mm. And then manipulation comes into play. Like, how can I manipulate this person? Or how can I control this person to mm. my benefit mm. or to my liking? Or whatever. And so that's what kind of, like, makes it narcissistic. But it's funny because, like, you kind of still have to have that main character aspect. Mm -hmm. Like, where, who, is this person beneficial to you? If they're not, they have to be removed out of your life. So it's like a boundary line. But I guess where it makes more of a person narcissistic is their lack of empathy. (laughs) They just don't care. Like, they don't care if you hurt, if they, if you are, if they hurt you. Mm -hmm. They don't care if it's going to make you look bad like they just care about themselves and everyone else can it's like a doggy dog world that's their mindset absolutely Absolutely. but people who are main trying to like find their main character like it's more of a self-love thing Mm -hmm. like i'm just trying not to destroy my mental health Mm -hmm. (laughs) no offense like that's what it is and some people kind of get that crossed a little bit yeah, no, I think it's important for people to understand, like, because words are so powerful. I think you will understand that as a creative more than anybody, how powerful words are. And words are so powerful. So when you put things out like that, when you call somebody a narcissist without fully being educated, that's why I had to ask you, do you know what a narcissist is? Or not do you know what a narcissist is, yeah. but how do you know if you do? And there's different types of narcissist Absolutely. people. There's covert. This is, I've learned this because I, I did research when I was hurt by one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like this covert narcissist is where they're not. It's not obvious, but you could tell like they only care about what's going to help them. Mm-hmm. And if you're not going to help them. They'll pretend like you just don't exist anymore. They just won't say it. They'll just ghost out of your life. Like, well, well, geez. But then there's the obvious people who are narcissistic. They're more like out outward and, you know, it's obvious and they'll say it. They're more flashy about it, you know. But those covert ones, covert ones, you have to watch out for. Like, there's different types of narcissist people. Like, you can look it up. There's like seven types or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I, I know because yeah. once I got called one so many times, <laughs> I said, you know, let me check this out. Maybe it's true though. I don't know. I don't run away. Like I told you, I don't run away from anything. It's not that I don't care. I think I care deeply, and I'm actually yeah. in touch with the universe, with the earth, with everything around me. Yeah. I care too much. I think mm-hmm. a lot of the times. I just had a little episode today. 
you know, that we could talk about off camera that kind of affected me. Or no, we could talk about it on camera. Uh, the reality is, is that right now I'm dealing with something with my mother. My mother has mm. um, dementia and Alzheimer's. So I'm dealing with that. And I'm not so much mad that I'm, or not mad, but I'm not so much hurt or in my feelings that I'm losing my mother. Yeah. It's more so that everybody else is losing my mother. You know, the energy so? that she... The energy that she brought, the leadership that she brought to the family, she was the uh, matriarch of the family. Yeah. So I know with her, with my grandmother, she was the main matriarch, but she died, of course. And my my mother came along, and she, you know, picked up that baton. And yeah. But now I know that we don't have that, and I just kind of slowly see the destruction of my family as a whole, and it hurts me. It's one of those situations where it's definitely a tragedy mm-hmm. that um, – it's it's it sucks because it's inevitable, right? And you have no control over mm-hmm. it. The only mm-hmm. thing that can help you in those situations is knowing how you're going to be able to recover from it and how you're going to be able to deal with it yeah. in a way that hopefully helps you as a person. I think right now with me, yeah, with me personally, how uh, I I got a son. You know, he you have a kid? yeah, he right here. He's oh. in little mini me all oh. over the house and everything. How old? Uh, my baby, he'll be three and on December the 11th. <laughs> Sad. Yeah, on the, yeah, yeah, I did Literally, you're mini me. Yeah, I, I did it on purpose. I, I was like, I got to give me a Sagittarius. I did. I really did. Maybe she get a cancer child. I was like, March. Let me see. March. If I can get early March, he'll be Sagittarius. If I can get an early March. But, like, hey, he, um, yeah, I mean, just, I can't. Because in the past, I've exhibited destructive behavior whenever I was in a situation where I uh, was hurt or I, or something was going on. Yeah, dealing with the tragedy. Yeah. yeah, whether it was destructive to the people around me, the, yeah. you know, myself or whatever. I just know that I can't do that right now because I have too much responsibility. I have him. Yeah. You know, I have people who look up to me who need me. So this is one of those situations where I'm like, that's why it's so hard for me to to accept the fact that I'm a narcissist and I don't run away from it. I'm not fighting it at all. Cause if I am, I am, but it's like, it's hard for me to accept that because I literally wake up every morning, every day with other people's interests in mind. Yeah. You actually have empathy. You actually care. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, maybe you're not necessarily a narcissist, you know, I'm just crazy. <laughs> that, I've been that, that, that main that character syndrome might just need to be in checked a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> at least you care because narcissists they don't care they it's like they care more about how it's gonna make them look and mm-hmm. if they look bad then they care mm-hmm. about themselves see what i'm saying how it just revolves right yeah. back on them yeah. like they it's only because they care about themselves and their situation other than that you're you mean nothing yeah. and they find someone else who can benefit their needs and their wants and they're good yeah. there's no harm in the world they have no guilt i think uh because we talked about this on one of the podcasts. I think it was with Mia. I don't remember the episode, but um, we talked about how uh, Roscoe, them, they made a joke about me being a person that manipulate, like they said, I'm a manipulator. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is manipulation so bad? If you use it for good. If you, that's why <laughs> I say, like, if you use it for good, if it's something, and then I guess I, I said that on the podcast, and later on I thought to myself, well, like, okay. Who deems what's good and what's bad? So in this moment, when I'm assume like I'm assuming that this mani- when I'm manipulating this person and I'm thinking this for the better, who's to say that that's the best for them? Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. So like, 
maybe manipulation isn't a good thing. What do you think? Um, well, I mean, that tactic is in sales all the time. Whether right. they say it or not say it, I learned the tr- the tricks and the techniques that we're supposed to do when it comes to, like, trying mm-hmm. to get someone to buy a product. Yeah. That's manipulation to yeah. the T. Like, right. there's no way around it. They just don't say it. Right. They just say, right. oh, well, we're going to use this technique. Yeah. <laughs> technique, yeah. you mean manipulation? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it's used all the time. It is. We do it in marketing. We mm-hmm. do it in business. But That's does, why does I it make said, it good, though? Does it make it? If the product is asked, if, if it's good for someone or if it's in a need for someone, mm-hmm. it's good. I mean, no different from, like, um, when you put a certain uh, uh, candies in the beginning of the aisle. Like, that's marketing, but it's still manipulation in right, a way. Right. But I think that's a good way of manipulating. Right. They do it all the time when it comes to law, being a lawyer, mm-hmm. and you're in the courts. Like, mm-hmm. they kind of have to manipulate the situation right. in order to make justice, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. If they don't do that, they're not going to have any other way of going about it to right. make it look mm-hmm. more uh, sympathy towards the person that they're defending. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's used all the time. It's it's just whether if it's for good use or bad use, bad use, you're manipulating your best friend mm-hmm. into doing something she doesn't need to be doing in the first place. Right, that's right. straight up wrong. Yeah, you that's know? messed up. That's messed up. So there is good and there is bad. I probably done done both of them. I have, mani- <laughs> I mean, I have, I've, you know, had manipulated I did too. people. Doing new, uh, new, uh, the person on the camera right now, he told me once when, uh, well, when we first got the MTSU, he said, damn, bro, I'll never forget this. So he was like, damn, T, like, I just feel like if I never had met you, I would have been so much of a better person. I said, what? (laughs) What do you mean? Why would you say that? Like, that's not something to say. He was like, no, I just, I I said, no, you wouldn't have been no hoe. Oh, I see what you're saying. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I probably, uh, I probably did, you know, push some of my bad ways on him. I don't think it was manipulation. I just seen, you know, think he seen it was, it's my big bro. Yeah, I love him, and what he doing, I'm gonna do too. We're just gonna rock out with it. That's his life. actions and his choice. It's di- it's not it's not manipulation unless your words are yes. actually being in use of the game. Yeah. But if he's just seeing what monkey see what monkey do, that's yeah. not manipulation. That's just his choice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you something. How do um, so? Wait, wait, fine. You're good. Right. Uh, you date men, right? Yeah. Women too. I mean, I okay. okay. <laughs> I, I I I am definitely straight but mm-hmm. i am open all right i, I will you. never say never you Fair know enough. i'm Fair one enough. to want to experience stuff mm-hmm. like i literally told my friends earlier like i definitely want to know what it's like to have sex with a girl yeah just to know what that's like and you never have though right i never have yeah. you know and that'd be dope to experience mm-hmm. you know because i don't want to go in life and like wonder hmm i wonder what that would have been like right, right you know and i know it goes against some religion because i consider myself more i guess spiritual uh-huh. i like the idea of that someone is watching out for me because God life could have been so much worse. And I pray and thank whoever is watching out for me. Like, Oh my gosh, thank you. Like, I feel like I drink, I don't drink and I don't smoke. And Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a reason for it because my body won't, can't handle it. And so I take that advantage to have that one up when I'm networking. Mm -hmm. Cause there's always those people that drink a little bit too much. And I have the advantage (laughs) manipulation. I have the advantage of talking to them and, you know, having more of a superior conversation. It makes me look more professional Mm -hmm. and I can always drive someone home at the end of the day. That makes me a better person. I feel like in a way, you know, I need friends like you. Cause all of us, all of us getting drunk. Everybody. Cause honestly, I like to separate the, 
um, temporary feels from mm. lifetime achievements. Right. I'm more on the lifetime achievement side. Temporary feels are like smoking, drinking, sex. Mm. So sorry. Mm. I love sex, but you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's a temporary, mm. you know? And so many people get so distracted by mm. their focus on that rather than their lifetime achievements. Mm. Cause like for me, I could have been like, no offense, working at a serving job, trying to figure out when my next boyfriend is, you know, mm. but instead, or going on dating apps. But instead I was like, no, I'm going to, you know, uh, start this job, make sure I better my marketing, better my messages, read books on marketing, learn on YouTube, YouTube's your best friend. Mm -hmm. So my focus turned more on that than being focused on dating apps, you know, it's a distraction, it's temporary feel. And so I literally, that's how I was able to become an iPhone photographer for a living. And it only took me a year. I shot at the Ryman Auditorium. I traveled to LA twice. Mm -hmm. Like that's just such a great opportunity. I never saw myself in LA. Like I've learned from people that I've worked with who are country artists Mm -hmm. and they have spots here and here in LA. They have in here in Nashville, here in LA. And so they're able to travel back and forth and they tell me, Nita, your services are great. A lot of people in LA is going to want your service. And I said, well, I don't have money to just go to L.A. You know, and he said he gave me the best advice. He said, literally, look it up three or four weeks ahead of time. You can get cheap plane tickets Mm. there and back for less than, you know, less than two hundred dollars. And I was like, bet. So I literally looked it up and did it. And I traveled and I can continue to do that as long as I save up some money on the side Mm. and make sure I got a rental car when I get there. I'm set. And that's the thing I'm going to start doing because now I create a foundation in L.A. Mm. as well. Mm-hmm. And I went to Apple, and they know me down there now. They're like, okay, okay, Nita, Nita from Nashville, yeah. okay. You yeah. know, and a lot of friends down there like my services too. But getting off topic, but, yeah, I uh, I do, I date guys, and I have became more cautious and aware too because I think when I was dating a lot at the time, uh, I've kind of calmed down two years from now. Mm-hmm. But I've been dating a lot at the time, and I've realized that it's the same pattern. And I've realized why am I only attracting these type of guys? And I've come to find out it's kind of me. I'm yeah. kind of attracting them to mm-hmm. me and not realizing what I want. Cause I was always confused. I thought, well, you know, life is young. Days are short. Uh, I'm down to just, you know, hook up just to hook up. Mm-hmm. But then when I hook up with these guys, I'm just like, well, I kind of care. care. I want more. Yeah. Yeah. Give me more. I deserve more. And then they look at me crazy. Like who, who, huh? what, yeah. huh? Like, this is what you asked for. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, huh? And I get heart heartbroken mm. and i've realized too me myself when i get heartbroken it takes me two months to recover yeah. <laughs> and i don't have two months to waste yeah. to worry about dudes that don't matter you yeah. know what i mean yeah. and so i've really calmed down from that and i was like you know what i'm gonna just focus on me if someone comes around that is a man because i'm not gonna lie to you i've heard about the four quadrants when it comes to dating you're either dating a boy you're either dating a confused man you're either dating a player or you're dating the man and i never dated the man the boy does not have to be literally a boy a 65 year old man could still be the boy right he's a guy that does who low-key is codependent on females Mm -hmm. and doesn't necessarily respect all females Mm -hmm. and you know doesn't really have a drive or or you know an area in his life where he needs to be focused on and can't take care of himself Mm -hmm. you know he kind of relies on women I've dated tons of those guys, and I've yeah. realized not all men are trash. It's because of who I'm choosing to date that's the boy. That mm-hmm. is technically the trash right there, and that's my choice. And it's all about boundaries, too. I think in yeah. the moments, if you kind of, like, um, set your boundaries in the moments in the beginning, that a lot of the times those, you know, it's I think with men or with just the, a male or period, just anytime you're dealing with us, 
it's all about what you do in the beginning. Yeah. It's like if you set the boundaries, if you give me the choice of either you're going to be a man to me or you're going to be a boy to me or whatever the case yeah. is, that's how we'll adjust. It's the red flags. It's mm. true. Like you have to catch what you're wanting to and – yeah, you're right, exactly. Mm-hmm. If, if that's what you're wanting, then that's what you're going to get. Yeah. You know, you can't really even take it personally at this point because you put yourself in that position, right. you know? And so that's, and then, like, when it comes to the confused man, he could have his all himself together but still very indecisive about if he wants long-term or if he wants short, you know? Yeah. And you have to watch out for that. You have to look at those flags. You have to look at his actions, the way he's talking. That's why, I guess, now I've come to terms. That's why you have to wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wait for... Uh, wait it out to see, like, what they're giving off, you know, yeah. how they're acting. And also, um, I think, because uh, I don't know what, what stage of life I'm in right now. I think I'm more so confused because me and the uh, mother of my child, we actually, you know, uh, I am a man. You know, I do man things. I handle my responsibilities as a man. I yeah. approach, I'm, I try to be very respectful in regards to when I'm dealing with women or anybody. Yeah. So, but I am a little confused because I think I love so hard and when I'm when I'm when I love someone and it takes a lot for me to love a person. So but when I do love a person, I love hard. Right. And I know that's cliche. Everybody says I love hard, but I really do. So because I love hard, I get into these situations and I don't know how to love in any way except giving a person some control over me and it doesn't have to be complete control. You don't dictate my life or anything like that, but control in the sense of if we're on bad terms and I love you, you can dictate my emotions and how I feel. Mm, You can, you can make my week a bad week if you choose to do that. And I think when I gave that power, I just told the mother of my child just the other day, I said, I gave you power. I gave you the power. You had it right in the palm of your hand and, Instead of using it wisely, you chose to just, like, I don't know what she chose to do, but it wasn't using it wisely. I don't want to say if she did the wrong thing or what, but just you didn't use this in the right way. Yeah. Do you agree with the concept of Will Smith and J.D. Pekin Smith when it comes to, like, relationships? They say that you have your viewpoints, you have your mindset, you have your choices in life, and Mm. your growth style. Mm. And the other person has the same thing. They come together. Do not Mm. let any of them dictate their feelings, their emotions, their happiness. You provide your own happiness, not that person. Mm. So when you said something about um, the perception of uh, her taking control of how you feel sometimes, Mm. like, uh, like, far as that style, do you agree with that being a thing for your relationship? Like, cause I try so hard to not let someone else dictate my happiness. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's just, I, well, first of all, obviously something is working right with Will and Jada, you know, <laughs> someone's working right, but I think it's all specific to the person yeah. because that may work for them, you know, but True. It, it may not be the, the same thing for me. For I think everybody. I'm in a state right now where I just don't know what works for me. You yeah, know that's what where I mean? you're, you're trying to figure it out. I'm just trying to figure yeah. it out. And, but I do know that I am the type of person that, I don't submit. Well, I do submit, <laughs> but I don't submit if that makes sense. So, yeah. I, and I'll explain. So, I can be, I can submit in certain ways. I can be that person to make the sacrifices and do all those things for you. Yeah. But I won't be a fool for anyone. Mm, you know yeah. what I mean? Wait, wait. What's your description of being a fool? Everyone's uh, is different. Right, right, right. So, I in any situation, right? Let's say I won't do anything that's harmful to me people around me or just 
you know, my community as a whole. Mm-hmm. I, w- I won't do anything that's harmful in that way. So if you tell me, I'll be submissive towards you. I'll do things like get you something to eat when you want to eat. I'll help you out in this. I'll do that. I'll love Being you. I'll, I'll, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but what I won't do is go and, you know, kill somebody for you. <laughs> I guess that's an extreme, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I won't do anything that jeopardizes, like, myself, yeah. my people, or my community. Yeah, because you're realizing... It's like you have your own identity and mm. you know your limits. If you right. go across, if you go past your limits, it que- it's like a questionable uh, thought of, do I know who I want and yeah. who I am and whatever? Like you're crossing your own boundaries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so important to have those boundaries because you're still an individual person. Right. The moment you lose those boundaries, when that relationship is done, mm. you're like lost. Yeah. 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 So it's important that you at least keep that. So that's okay. I, I agree. Let I agree. me, uh, how do black men receive you? Yeah, it's one of them. Someone made this comment. This one black guy said, "Let me hear it." I could tell that you only date white, white guys. Yeah. yeah, and so I said, "Well, if that was the case, I wouldn't be single. I'm always around them. Mm-hmm. Why am I single? Mm-hmm. You know, no, it's not the case at all. Like I date anybody. Yeah, honestly, like I'm open. Yeah, I, I, I'm a big advocate for dating outside of your race. Right, but I didn't say date a bunch of white people. No. Mm-hmm. That's a culture that we all know. Mm. I'm talking about dating outside of your culture, mm. like Hispanic, Latino, like mm. um, Chinese, like Japanese, like, you know, Laos, like Hawaiian. Like mm. I advocate people to date outside their race because it's a whole different experience. Mm. We live in a bubble. We live in a bubble. And it's so good to date outside of your race. Yeah. Just experience that lifestyle. I'm not dating. I'm not talking about dating someone just because of their skin color right. or because they have a different accent. No, I'm talking about mindset wise. Like, they have a whole different lifestyle, a whole different way of living and yeah. culture. And it's so cool to experience that. Um, but that's what I advocate. But, you know, I date whoever, whatever. Yeah. Um, as long as they treat me right. Like, I'm I'm weird, I guess. If an alien comes into town and he treats me right, bruh, I will date that person. I will yeah. date that alien. I don't care. Like, it's just, it's just all about experiencing life. Mm-hmm. That's how I live. I try to experience life and... Yeah. Reason I asked because I could see black men actually being... They're probably uh, intimidated, definitely. Th- that's the first thing I was going to say. Imitate, uh, intimidated one, uh, is one thing for sure. Yeah. I can see them being intimidated by you. And also just not understanding of what... Especially black men specifically from this area. Not understanding what they see or what they're looking at in this moment. Because they see this girl with this big hair. Or this woman, I'm sorry. With this big hair. Yeah. With these dark nails. Yeah. With this dark lipstick. With yeah. tattoos everywhere. It's like, wait a yeah. second. And Let's you don't do speak it. like when you open your mouth. You don't like, you know, bitch. You don't that. It's <laughs> like... What? Stereotypes. But I love. I love them too. Stereotypes. I, I hate stereotypes. No, I know what you I mean. I know what women. you mean. I love them. Women. But there's but so many different types of black women out there. Exactly. That's we why not, I try to advocate. Yeah. Yeah. We not. We black people first of all aren't like just a, a certain type of person. Yeah. There's so many different versions of us. I yeah. mean, this room right now is a bunch of different versions of black people. Yeah. You got the criminal. You got. <laughs> nah, I'm just joking. <laughs> like the criminal. You when when they see that it's like I don't know how to approach this person you know what i mean so that's the intimidation factor or whatever how what is because i'm really curious about this like i'm gonna keep pushing this one too no you're good the black black men how do they approach you if they approach you at all some are just attracted to me because they're just i mean some are blatantly attracted to me and they're just Mm. like 
look, I'm just gonna be real. Yeah. You know, they they're mm-hmm. like that, or some they just treat me like normal. Like yeah. it's, it's all good. Yeah. Um, I have this other thing to me too, where a lot of guys are comfortable around me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I have the cool girl approach yeah. or whatever. But the second I challenge them, they're like. Yeah. yeah, she just a friend. Man, I hate that. I am. Because some guys like things easy, yeah. you know? I learned that. You know, they like things easy. If you're complicated or challenge them in any way, they're, like, threatened. Yeah. Or they feel like you're mm-hmm. not worth talking to. Black so. men and white men hate being cha- American black Amer- men and yeah, white men. It's true. Specifically. I, yeah. don't, I, I know those two cultures very well. They hate being challenged by women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And challenge as in, like, I have a business. I'm a sole proprietor. Mm-hmm. I make right now. I make at least eight hundred to a thousand a week. I'm mm-hmm. just gonna be real. Like, mm-hmm. just be open. I could. Ma- I definitely could charge more, and it will come in time yeah, where I sure. up my prices a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. like Netflix approach. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but some don't even have a car. Some don't even have a stable job. Some mm-hmm. have a job they just don't care about, and they don't know what to do with their lives. Yeah. And all they care about is the temporary things. Mm-hmm. Like they care about drugs, alcohol, and you know, females. Mm-hmm. Who's the next? check that they're going to bang, you know, mm-hmm. that's not my mindset. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm lifetime achievement. Like that's, I care about gaining knowledge every single day. That's what the brain is made for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are also, it's also made for stimulation, but that's temporary. Yeah. Like you can't just keep giving a kid candy the first time. And then the second time every single day, yeah. the candy is supposed to experience the sweetness, mm-hmm. not every day. If mm-hmm. you give it every day, you're going to be fat. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. it's all about control and mm-hmm. self-discipline is a big one that I've learned turning 25. Yeah. Yeah. 25. I give my, Three right toes to be 25. All my friends say that. And that's only three years for me. Like, time is just, time is truly precious. It is a virtue. And that's the only thing in life that cannot be replaced. Time is that. And I think as I get older, I understand it even more and more. And that's why in those moments, I don't choose to soak in my, my sorrows, the things that's hurting me or that's messing up. I push through, you know. And I think what you said is important. Discipline, 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 and also having your business together. And that's something that you got. Yes. And, and have in my business, I, this is not going into business marketing one-on-one, but it's my business is connected to my personality. Right. So sometimes when people just like my personality, they don't care what I do. They just mm-hmm. want to be a part of whatever business I got, mm-hmm. you know, and that's kind of how my business works. Some people keep their personal lives separate from their business. Mm-hmm. And so I put them together because yeah. it's an advocate for me. So that's why my style is important. Mm-hmm. The way I look, the way I handle myself, the way I talk, I can't be out here in these streets telling people I hooked up with X, Y, and Z yeah. because it's going to make me look bad. Like yeah. it's going to make me look like I, I'm just another female yeah. who don't know what she's doing yeah. and don't know, you know, don't have that reputation of being a slut. It's so easy to be represented like that in that industry. Yeah. I'm hoping, I think it's been a change in it, don't you think? Especially for yeah, women. And I'm so glad of that. I actually, I don't like people who abuse movements, but I actually really support the Me Too movement and everything that it stands for because it's like, it's about time that y'all kind of get y'all just do women. And I don't just mean black women. Specific, especially black women, because yeah. I gotta, you know, I gotta vouch for my sisters every time. But all women, you know, I really yeah. appreciate the fact that everybody getting it just doing. Now people gotta like before you say this or before you get to talking about pussy this and yeah. then all extra, you gotta like consider like, hey, can I get counsel for this shit? And it's kind of it's kind of <laughs> yeah. like that self check now. Everybody yeah. has that self check, no matter what level you are from, yeah. top to bottom, you have that self check, and I think that's important. And I love to see the fact that you, as a woman, right now. You have this thing about you. I would have never guessed it, actually. I, I stress this on every show. Get your business together. Business, yes. business, business, business. It's the cap in me. Yeah. And <laughs> a lot of people don't have that. A lot of people don't have that business 
you know, meant that that structure, that discipline, that business together the with us. Yeah. You see it with us is we have this, of course, all the equipment, so on and so forth. But it's also a well oil machine. It's yeah. things that go into posting on our TikTok. It's high volume times. It's uh, when to. Uh, how to post it's the colors yeah. how to make the colors pop on, yeah. on the picture every uh, the, the caption subject, the conversation the con- exactly the people that you brought into your show yeah. when, even when you market you know it's like and marketing is who who's the audience that you want to touch with this specific thing that'll yeah. make this thing go yeah. so there's so many angles that you're approaching this business thing and i'm glad to see that you actually understand this one and you have it together so that's why i'm glad to be on the show mm. just to advocate like look you can do it you don't have to be the stereotype. And I used to think, oh, there's only like a few black girls that I know that's like, you know, kind of like mm. open. Mm. That's what I consider myself. I'm an open person. Mm. Like everyone keeps saying, are you right wing or left wing? I'm like, bruh, no, I'm none of them. It's mm. a lose-lose game. Like, it's a lose-lose game. <laughs> a game. I'm not choosing any of them. But it's important to know what's going on. Yeah. Because you don't want to be, you don't want to have no knowledge of that or yeah. anything. But it's good to be open and have perspective because I keep telling people like, so you are you friends with trump supporters like dude before last year i'm not gonna lie i was like look if you transport don't talk to me i used to be like that but honestly now i'm more open and more smarter and brighter about this subject that i don't care if you're a trump supporter like if you support my business business (laughs) you support my business is helpful Mm. but at the same time it's all about perspective because you could live in a world where you don't see that other side and that is why you chose that side Mm. that does not make you a bad person absolutely it's just about what you see and what you hear and what you deal with Mm. and if you on the other side it's about what you see what you experience what you hear and that's why you chose that side but that does not make you wrong right see like everyone has a lose-lose side and everyone has a right side but Yeah, I don't we, get too deep into it. You know, I am I I have no choice as a as a as a person, as right, a human right. being, but to be a tribal person because that's what we are, a tribal people. Yeah. But I'm with you on that. I don't subscribe to any the cliques. I don't subscribe yeah. to the cliques. Yeah. And I also don't You're subscribe. Open. Exactly. It's gonna be open you know? in every aspect. And and from the tribe perspective, tribe doesn't always mean that you do one thing and that's all you do. Tribe is just it just means I enjoy the group, I enjoy the camaraderie yeah. with the people around me. Yeah. So I'm with you on that. Like, you know, I, I was in the military too, like, you know, so you see a lot of that. Hell, you see racist people that's over you, that's in leadership positions. I know, and there's nothing you could do about there's it. Nothing you can do about it. It's just like you have to accept that person, you have to accept that, you know, he your soldier, he'll brother in arms in the in the moments and he has to as well. I think and this is gonna be controversial, today's nine eleven. I think nine eleven has been one of the more unifying things for our country in its history. Yeah. If we just being honest. And it's probably gonna be released way past nine eleven. <laughs> but uh, just and we normally don't say dates or try to talk about current events yeah. on the show just for that reason. Cause Make it have, all complicated because yeah, we have so many podcasts and stores. This will probably be releasing like a couple months or something like that, or a couple weeks or whatever. But like today is nine eleven. I think that unified people. Of course, maybe not for the best reasons, but you know, these certain things that happen and we see them, and it's like, all right, we realize like, okay. The way you grew up, the shit you seen, the toxic shit that your parents put into you or your environment put into you, it doesn't matter in these moments because yeah. what we need right now is to be on a unified, have a unified stance or take a unified stance. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I am. Hey, do me a favor, Keenan, while you're in here. Can you check that top camera for me? Give me the time on that camera because I know you're not looking at the time and everything. 5320? Okay, okay. Is that over an hour? What's the limit? Yeah, yeah. Well, well it is, we can keep going. Okay, cool. Because I was like, eight minutes, I'm cool. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to overdo your time or anything. 
27 minutes left. 27 um, minutes. You got 31 minutes left on it? Okay, yeah. Just uh, uh, go ahead and put in your phone, uh, Keenan, 20 minutes so we can, um, we're going to cut this out. No, you good, you good. Go ahead and put in your phone 20 minutes so we can we can know when a 20-minute mark is. But um, I was going to say, too, that uh, uh, I think style is so important for everybody mm-hmm. because it does represent a little bit about you, and it represents what, who you, either who you are or who you're trying to become, mm-hmm. you know? Because uh, every time when I go to a rock show, um, or an event, it's 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 kind of because of work, and yeah. also because that's kind of my foundation a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I was introduced, uh, I was a sophomore in college, and someone hit me up because I went to school for music business, so I'm open to any type of sound. Mm-hmm. Um, someone hit me up from uh, da- Nashville and said, "Hey, I have this rock show mm-hmm. going on. I would love for you to come out and see it." And I said, "Cool, dope." I, that's my first rock show. It's my sophomore year. I was like mm-hmm. 22 or something, 21 ish. Or something like that. And so I went to this venue called The End. And it is literally a hole in a wall. Yeah. Like, I walked in that. And it was a whole bunch of biker gangs in there. And I was just like, <laughs> and I'm just in my college, like, outfit, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Only black girl there. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, it was whatever. I just walked in, pretend I owned the place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just chilled and listened to the music. And then that's how I created my group of friends there. And, you know, in that specific area. I have a different groups of friends mm-hmm. like like i said i'm an open person yeah. the more open you are the more opportunities you gain mm-hmm. and so that's how that started for me and ever since then i've pretty much been to almost every venue in nashville yeah. consistently but that also created um a lot of people to see that that is who i am and what i do and it helped my business because mm-hmm. i help with a lot of concert shoots i do 80 bucks for concert shoots where they get one minute video clip for in 4k mm-hmm. and 20 to 30 photos mm-hmm. you know and so it helps me out uh, give that reputation out yeah. for a lot of rock shows. I just figured out that we can shoot 4K from my iPhone. Just not probably. Yes. Like a week ago. Yeah, I just figured that out. See, yeah. you're learning about <laughs> something that you already have. Yeah, and I've been had an iPhone for years now, so I feel kind of. You stupid. can do movies on it. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's it, that's exactly why I advocate the iPhone, so mm-hmm. I could teach people mm-hmm. what you can do on your iPhone. Like in mm-hmm. case if you don't have the money, but you have the dream and the idea, mm-hmm. you can do it. Like there's so many 16 year olds yeah. and like 20 year olds that are dreaming of doing something and Mm. they have the capability of doing it and rising and gaining from it, you know? And so that's exactly why I tell people I'm an iPhone photographer. Mm. I know it sounds silly and whack in the beginning, but no, not at all. They'll eventually get it when time comes on. They're just like, Oh, look what we can do. Yeah. Mm. I told you. (laughs) Um, so, uh, you talked about, you know, your first time going to a rock show was here. Is, is that your, is that like, were you already introduced to rock prior to that? I'm so glad I got my own. Still getting money. I know I'm not the only black chick that liked Guitar Hero growing up. Like nah, when I all. first played Guitar Hero when I was 12, I think I was 11 or 12 years old. Mm. Uh, I thought that was just music game, but yeah. it's an actual legit band. Mm. Like this mm. happened in the 80s and yeah. the 70s. I had no idea. Like I was like, "Bruh, this is legit." I watched YouTube for hours for every song that I heard on Guitar Hero, mm. and it changed my life. I was like, I was never introduced to this type of music, mm. you know, and so. I, I grew up listening to Janet Jackson, pretty much my mom's, like, mm-hmm. music. Janet Jackson, you know, Michael Jackson, and uh, uh, my mom, like, the Daryl and Hall, uh, Daryl and Hall, was Hall of Notes. Mm-hmm. That's that, it's that band. That's the only, like, white band I was introduced at that time. Yeah. But then I also grew up watching Lizzie McGuire and That's So Raven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ham on Two, and Zach and Cody, and so I was introduced to that music as well, but... Mm-hmm. I like that kind of music. I didn't care what genre it was. Like, that's what makes me different from a lot of people. Like, I'm open. Yeah. I can't, I can't, 
like any music that I listen to, it has to be like to the mood that I'm in. Right. You know, like when it's dark outside, I might be into some dark R and B. You know, yeah. alt rock that's dark or like rap. Mm-hmm. Not during the day, like yeah. during daytime, and I'm driving. It's sunny. It's probably gonna be acoustic. It's yeah. probably gonna be. It might be a little country. Yeah. I kind of got into country a little bit. Um, and it's like it has to be happy daytime music for me. Mm-hmm. You know, or whatever's on my repeat shuffle. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so like anytime I listen to any music, it's like the vibe that I'm in. Yeah. You know, because I'm not. I know I'm not the only one that listened to Green Day. I'm not. I know I'm not the only one listening to Paramore. Mm-hmm. Like, we all listen to it. Yeah, no, nah, you're not. And yeah. just the, the thing is, is just like I admire. You know, well, I'm glad that you because I I was the same. That's it's so relatable being yeah. able to come to college and really find out who you are and, yeah. and, and that 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 you experience when you say that. I know exactly what you experience <laughs> in those moments because I had to put on a perception growing up to be this certain type of person. Yeah, who I. I mean, I was that person, too, because I'm not. It's so many different ways. Versions of you, too, at the same time, yeah. Exactly. So I was that person, but I had to be that person all the time. Yeah. You know, but it wasn't until I got to college when I was able to just, like, take the time out to just relax. All these different personalities that you have. Because I definitely grew up listening to Sierra growing mm -hmm. up. That was my chick. Like, Mm -hmm. that Aaliyah, Mm -hmm. that whole realm. Mm -hmm. I grew up also listening to, like, 70s black music, like, Mm -hmm. soul, funk. Mm -hmm. And then some black people today be like, why you listen to Earth, Wind, Fire? Who that? Like, what do yeah. you mean who that? What do you mean who yeah. that? What yeah. do you mean? Like, it's just ridiculous yeah. to me. It's like, how were you not raised around this era? Like, mm-hmm. I love this era. And then, like, some people made jokes and say, like, oh, 80s hairstyle. I see. I'm like, cool. I'm for that, too. Like, I, I respect that kind of style and that whole history. So that's cool to me, too. It's important. All areas of the, the 80s is one of the most impactful um decades i'll say to yeah. us yeah to us right now and the reason why i, say, I mean on both sides because of the music because of the lifestyle because it transitioned of, and evolved to what it is now yeah, because mm-hmm. of crack cocaine <laughs> yeah like seriously <laughs> that's one of the most like you know because of that whole era right there and just all the music and everything is still a lot of that influencing us to this day and i can appreciate it too i can appreciate everything about culture about us about yes. who we are Cause I got Japanese tattoos on my arms and some people think, Oh, you Blasian? I'm like, no, yeah. <laughs> I just like the culture yeah. and their art and their look and their, you know, the writing. So yeah. I respect it. Like I have a tattoo on my arm right now that says never give up. Yeah. Um, and it's true. I never give up. If yeah. I gave up and just decided to work in the food service industry after I got my degree, I would not, I would, I would be miserable. Honestly, yeah. I yeah. worked for, I worked at Lowe's for three years yeah. and, that hit me real hard when I realized I was working some long hours and I was like, bro, this is not the life I want to live. I don't yeah. want to feel like I live in a garage for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. you know? And so, yeah, that's why I, I, that's why I never gave up. I always made sure that I was going towards that goal. That's why I see that in you. Mm-hmm. I see that in you. And I'm just like another driven person. Mm-hmm. I love people that are like that. The more you're around those kind of people, the better you feel yeah. and the more you feel like you're, you're in the right direction mm-hmm. and better you get challenged. Yeah. You want to do better every time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, it's always good. That's, that's probably one of the, uh, that's one of the biggest things for me right now. Just getting, putting that battery in people's back, like uh, making them understand, like, dude, you don't <laughs> that have expression. to. Yeah. I like, love that. I'm using that next time. Yeah, put a <laughs> battery in people's back. back. Like you have to, it's like, you, dude, you don't understand like how big this world is. You don't yes! understand. Like, yeah. It's like, it's so many things that we can do. Like, yeah. I, I don't hear, I want to be an actor. I want to be, you know, in plays. I want to write scripts. I want to do all of that. I want to be on late night TV show. I, well, I cannot do all of that. Snoop right. Dogg do it. Snoop Dogg right. does every fucking Snoop Dogg thing. don't care. Wasn't yeah. on that show with Martha, whoever. Martha Stewart, yeah. Like, yeah. 
it's the two different types of people below key behind the scenes. Same energy, low key. Yeah, same energy. You know? Mm-hmm. Same energy. Same energy. And I can appreciate all of that. So just, I think, what do you have uh, next moving forward? Like, what what do you see? Because uh, you seem like the type of person that kind of plan ahead in, in regards to just your business, at least. Yeah. So what do you see for yourself in the next year or two? It, you, you know, it's funny because when I first started my business literally a year ago in July, mm-hmm. I was wishing for 12 clients a month. Mm-hmm. Because I hear other photographers, too, like, they struggle trying to make money in the industry. But the moment I set my prices and made my message clear Mm -hmm. that I was high quality, affordable, and you get your stuff in one of three days, my marketing and my content that I kept posting over and over again, thank God for social media, thank God for social media, um, it helped. And people got the message. And Mm -hmm. next thing I know, word of mouth started spreading. Mm -hmm. And then everyone was interested. It's called a bandwagon effect. Mm -hmm. When everyone sees you hopping on board, they're going to want to hop on board, too. Mm -hmm. And so that's exactly what helped. And then next thing I know, 12 clients <laughs> I was wishing for turned into 12 clients I was wishing for. And then I was also doing DoorDash on the side to make my incomes meet because mm-hmm. <laughs> photography wasn't paying my bills right, right away. Right. I was doing DoorDash for a hot minute. Like I was doing that for like eight, like probably six to seven months mm-hmm. while I was doing photography. Yeah. And now I'm to the point where I get two to three clients a day, yeah. you know, and it's awesome to say that. And it's awesome to live through that. And I literally just worked with someone yesterday who contact me from LA. Yeah. Like they, they're, they're a, um, a production company. Mm. One is from New York. The other one's from LA and mm. they met together in Nashville mm. to work with me. Uh, you know, yeah. it's so cool to get those emails now mm. at this point. Like that wasn't happening a year ago. It feel crazy, right? It's surreal. It's like, and I shot the Ryman auditorium. Don't mm. you know how many people for, don't you know how many photographers and people who are artists that mm. want to perform at the Ryman auditorium. Mm. Meanwhile, I'm just over here with my iPhone. Like, What's good? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. Well, how long you start your business? A year ago. Yeah. Like, it's cool to say that. So from now on, I have so much expectations for myself for the next year, as long as I stay driven. Mm-hmm. If my drive dies, I might be doing the same thing I'm doing now, which mm-hmm. is still good, but I want to improve every improve, time. The more you keep improving your mindset, your skill set, YouTube is your best friend. You can learn so much through YouTube. You can learn how to be better at communication through YouTube. Mm-hmm. It might sound stupid. It might sound silly, but that is exactly what your brain is for, to yeah. learn and grow every single time. The, more, the faster you learn and you grow, the more improvement you see in your work, your uh, amount of emails that come in, mm. the word of mouth spreads more. Mm. Like that is my goal. Like is to keep spreading my name positively and give people something valuable. Yeah. Cause I don't like being the person that's like, look at me, look at me. Okay, cool. But I want to be an influencer that actually tells other people you can do the same thing, similar, Absolutely. better for yourself. Like I feel like you get more value out of someone when you actually gain value from somebody. Mm. You know, absolutely. And, you know, something that a lot of people don't see. And I know that you well, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure you probably experienced this as well is uh, um, what goes into this for people like us is what I'm trying to say. Like yeah. this, this thing, when we're driven, we're going, we're going, we're pushing, we're trying to move forward is a lot of times you'll hit these roadblocks mental health yes mental health is so important go to the gym (laughs) release the stress it's it's taking days off i've realized that yes i can do two or three clients a day Mm -hmm. but it low-key drains me i'm not gonna lie i'm an introvert i'm not gonna lie to you i am an introvert Mm -hmm. introverts are known for being super observant super quiet and also um really good at listening Mm -hmm. and so i know myself i am an introvert i am an introvert but I have to be extrovert mm. to communicate to people, to mm. make people feel comfortable. Absolutely. And because I use my listening and observing skills, it helps me become better at communication. Yeah. You know? And so 
if I'm like, I tell people all the time, like if I walk into a room and it's full of anime people, my conversation is going to be totally different from someone. I walk into a room and it's full of sports yeah. and you know, metal heads or whatever, mm-hmm. or something like that. So my conversation is going to be different, mm-hmm. you know, but I relate to people who are into anime because they're known as the weirdos, you know, like, or really? the outcasts, bro, every time. But now it's like a cool thing to be into that stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I know the topics that I'm going to talk about. Cause Loki, I was into that too. When mm-hmm. I was in high school and middle school, I was more nerdy when I was in middle school. I go that, yeah. but <laughs> I don't care. And so when I talk to a room full of people who are into sports, it's going to be a talk about sports probably, yeah. you know? So it's just, or what are your thoughts and uh, what are your thoughts and opinions? That's a trick. Thoughts mm. and opinions. Mm. Just get their thoughts and opinions. Mm. Thoughts and opinions about who's gonna win or yeah. who has better, you know, game. Who has better uh, stamina? Who has better marketing behind mm. their team? You know mm. that all that matters. Yeah. You know, and so that's why it's so important to know what you're talking about, who you're talking to, and be good at listening and uh, observing. Absolutely. If you're not good at listening and observing. <laughs> You ain't gonna be good at communication. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> what was the question? And, <laughs> right. No, no, it's all good. It's I do all this. good. Um, just basically mental health. Like how do you you cope with your mental health and everything like that? Do you work out? Do you uh yeah, I try to go to the gym mm. and it, that's another thing that I'm working on. It's called life term relationship with the gym. Mm. A lot of people don't understand that just because you quit don't mean that you quit forever. It's kind of mm. like an on and off again relationship. Mm. As long as you have the mental ability to go every once in a while, mm. you're good. good. Like if you try yeah. to go to just lose weight, it's going to be a temporary fix. Mm. <laughs> That's what I try to tell myself. Just go to go. Because yeah. then you're going to get used to going, you know, and then it'll become a thing where you, you – you know, it becomes a necessity in your right. life. It's so sad that I don't know if it's just a black person thing, but black, I feel like black people are just not raised to think that you going to the gym should be a regular, yeah. no different from eating and sleeping. Mm. We're not raised to think that, but I have to push myself to do that. Mm. So I can have a healthier lifestyle and a healthier sure. mindset. There are other advocates to have a better mindset. It's called meditation. meditation. Yeah. <laughs> like I used to think meditation were for hippies, mm. but honestly it's not. It's honestly a moment where you just sit there and have the time to let your brain process mm. on what you should be thinking about. Absolutely. You know, sometimes like when you have a conversation with your friend, like a day ago, you process was, did I come off the right way? Mm. Did I say that right? Mm. You know, how could I say, how could I, how could I have said that differently? Mm. And also being more in check with your emotions. Everyone is so good at reacting towards their emotions yeah. and you have to be better at not reacting towards your emotions. Yeah. And so that's why I think meditation helps. Cause it gives you a second to think about like, I should have did that better. Or I, I should it, do this. And you know, it's meditation too, but I often do self-evaluations. Yes. Before I go to sleep, I sit in the bed or I lay Dang. in the bed and I just think about the day. How could I, I think I that's meditation this? too. Yeah. How could I have done this better? How could I, what happened in this situation that yeah. could have made this situation this? Or could I get better? Or could I make the bad things good? Can I make the good things better? So on and so forth. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely do the same thing. That's that's kind of me. I think mental for people like us who you know just have dreams and just want to do this thing and have big things that they want to do and shit. I mean, you look on our post over here is right now. Chop by T podcast will be the biggest podcast yeah. in the world, and that's something that I say every day. Is like a I manifest that every day. Like I talk about that. It works. Day. It yeah. works. I remember when I was twelve years old and. Living at home with my mom, I was like, I wish I kind of had long hair. I wish I kind of looked a little cooler, mm. you know? And 25, I'm like, I'm, I guess I'm here. 
No, you look I, cool. I guess and I'm you, good. you look cool, and, and you have long hair. And so. I always told myself too, I just want to have a job where I kind of travel and I go to all these music shows, just to get paid to do that. But that's unreal, uh-huh. you know. No one does that. And then literally, now I'm doing, doing that now. Like now doing I literally get paid eighty bucks to go to these shows mm. every other day, you know. Yeah. And it's cool. Like I go to these rock shows, I go to rap shows, I go to metal shows, mm. metal shows, metal shows. I learned real quick how to learn metal. <laughs> like before, metal was not my thing. I was like, yeah. nope. Yeah. But now, honestly, metal people are the nicest people. Yeah. I got paid two hundred bucks just to go on tour to Knoxville for a day, mm. and they pay for my food. They pay for. On um, my stay, mm. you know, it was awesome. It was just so, cool to just be there. And then I just got to do video and photos mm. on my iPhone, 200 bucks mm. like that. They were sweet. They were nice. And it's just, that's what I'm saying. Like, don't judge people based off of how they look, what they wear, yeah. the music they listen to, the po- political stance they're on. Mm. It don't matter. Like, as long as they respect you and treat you like a human being, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Yeah. And it's been successful for you as well. So you're a testament to that. Being open. Yeah. yeah. You can't judge people. I try not to judge people that even live in the hood. Yeah. Sometimes they're the sweetest people, yeah. even though they live in a skeptic area. But yeah. Yeah. It, it don't matter. Yeah. Nah, absolutely. That's something I had to learn in my life for sure. You said something earlier. Anime people are the weird people, and I want to—they're uh, known to be the weird people. Yeah. Oh man, back in high school, that's how it was, or middle school mostly. Middle yeah. school was harsher than high school. But I, I—that's uh, a part of me in my transition and really? being in, uh, yeah, like because I'm I'm a huge fan of anime. So <laughs> don't get me started. Yeah, Continue. Yeah. But I'm a huge fan of anime, so that was a part of me, you know, coming into myself. I always loved, you know, the Dragon Ball Z and stuff, and I just couldn't hide it. When people would come up <laughs> to the house, they, they would, you know, couldn't they, hide it. I couldn't hide it. They would see. But, you know, I wasn't as open as I, I, I am now coming into college, just learning, like, no, nah, this, you know, I don't have to be this. I'll, you know how it is for most black people. You got to be this street tough dude or whatever. Yes. They like, put you in a box. Yeah, they do. And I... I happily sat in that fucking box. I won't even. <laughs> I, mean, I love that happily box. Happily sat in that yeah, box. Yeah, I love that box. I love to exist in that box. I love yeah. everything about that box. Yeah. You know, I, I that box is a part of me, but I do also have other boxes that I can get into that are just as important, you know. So. I used to be a video game head. I used to play all the video games. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of stopped, though, the moment when, uh, what's that? It's the shooting game. Grand Theft Auto? No, it's... Call, Call of, of Duty. Duty. When Call of Duty became popular, I kind of had to jump off the video yeah. game thing because mm-hmm. college came into my life and mm-hmm. I couldn't do both. Honestly, video game is life to me. Mm-hmm. So, like, <laughs> I, I had to cut it out because I couldn't do both. Oh, yeah. But because um, when I get into video games, I get into video games. Right. Like, all my hours are wasted. I had to take that time of doing video games like I normally do. I had to take the time and go out to shows, mm-hmm. go out to events, mm-hmm. you know, meet people, build my video, my <laughs> video, build my communication up you know and so i had to like transfer that honestly the more i played video games the more introvert i was <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah. the more i got out more the more extrovert i became yeah. extrovert you know mm-hmm. but yeah and it is possible you can be both yeah you know sure. you just gotta yeah. learn how to turn it on turn it off yeah. like i said being really good at listening really good at observing is key i'm not gonna lie watching a lot of tv has helped me out too because yeah. you start to mimic and simulate certain aspects of who you could be as a person yeah. you know or you bring it out, you know, or whatever. So I'm glad that I watched a lot of TV as a kid. I know that's not the common thing yeah. to say. No, I mean, anime is, uh, it gives you so many different perspectives of life. It teaches you how to Ooh. have empathy. It teaches you how to have imagination. What, you know, you look at stuff like One Piece or some, yes! some shit like that. Like how to drive and keep going and push forward no matter what, you know. Yeah. You look at even somebody like Goku of Dragon Ball Z, he would be considered a deadbeat dad. But in in the sense of it, yeah. like, it's like, no, not necessarily. It's right. like that man went out and chased his dream. I yeah. like Goku and Floyd Mayweather, kind of the same person. 
you know, fighters See? who went out and chased their dreams and, and you know, cert- the people around them, the kids, they just had to understand that, you know, the people who, it's just, it's so many levels to it, it that people, people could p- pull from, you know. So I love it. And it's an animation and I love it. Yeah. So I wanted to be a cartoonist uh, growing up. But you live vicariously through those lives of different people and mm-hmm. kind of experience it and you interpret it into your own lifestyle and changes your perspective on things. Sure. That's why I think, honestly, I know it sounds stupid, but TV, it, it, it kind of like changed my life. Yeah, it's important. It's <laughs> it lets important. you see things from introvert world. For sure. For sure. But anyway, listen, I'm glad to have you on. It was great to have you on here. Thank you. It was great to have you I'm on. I'm so glad episode. to be on. Yeah. Nah. I hope you weren't nervous that it was just going to be us two because I feel oh, like no, we no, just filled the conversation. No, no, no. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. I'm, I'm never nervous. Uh, it's but Not to sit down. Well, I am nervous. I'm always nervous. But I'm never nervous to sit down and just have a conversation with people because I like learning. That's what this show is about. Same. We, we want to inform. We want to want to inform. We want not teach. Inform. We want to inform, we want to be educated, and we want to entertain. That's the only thing, uh, our goals for this show. So you coming on and having a conversation with me, I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you for again sure. for inviting me on the show. And we're going to put all your social medias and everything in, um, in you know, the comments in here. But I still want you to give them to them for the people who listen in over audio, who want to listen on stream. Give them your social media so they can know how to yes. reach you. Okay, so I'll make this very clear. My name is Nita, N-I-T-A. I live in Nashville. So my Instagram handle is Nita in Nashville. Literally. Don't forget the I-N. It's not just an N. It's an I-N. Nashville. Nita Nashville. <laughs> Nita Nashville. That's simple. Because I know some people are like, your Instagram name looks like nin 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 There's so many N's. I'm just like, it's Nita Nashville. It's My photography website is Nita in Nashville. It's easy to remember. Like I said, my personality is just with my business. So, you know, hopefully... I don't want to say hopefully you guys like me because it sounds like I'm validating my feelings. I'm sorry, guys. I'm a cancer. So <laughs> Nita and Nashville, we can't help it. We need validation. Yeah. Nita and Nashville. Make sure y'all go check that out. Make sure y'all go, um, you know, get some some photos. We definitely going to yeah. do it. Um, we definitely going to reach out to you for sure for the child by tea as well. Yeah. Because we need some photos. I'm very quick. Like I said, the introvert in me makes stuff last 25 to 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Everyone is so happy about that. So, yeah, hit me up if you're interested in getting some high-quality photos at reasonable prices. You get them done in one to three days. Um, you know, I'm very open. I'm, I like to let people flow with their posing, you know. I'm not like, thumbs in pockets, please. Like, no, no. Yeah. Be an artist for once and just be all go with the flow, you know. Yeah. It won't take too long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but thank you right. so much. Again, we appreciate you ha- having you on. We appreciate you coming out. This is the Chop by T podcast where we get real, raw, authentic conversations. Until next time.